This is episode 367 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are, How Long Does Canned Food Last? and Four Ways to Move Towards a Preparedness Lifestyle. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. Now let's go ahead and jump right into our first article. It comes to us from MDCreekmore.com, and the article is entitled, How long does canned food last? This is a very important article because a lot of good food is thrown away. There's a statistic here that I think is very interesting that you might want to hear. So if you are new to preparedness or even if you have been prepping for a while and canned food, you know, you're not sure about dates and maybe you get to a point where, all right, so you didn't eat something, you threw it away. Now you might want to listen to this one. So let's go ahead and get started. How long does canned food last? Well, that will depend on several very important factors. First, there is a difference between the potential shelf life of home canned food, produce, or meat and commercially canned food items, at least according to the United States Department of Agriculture or the USDA. There are several different varieties of canned food and date stamps applied to supermarket preserved food. Both of these factors can make it very confusing to know when it is time to throw out the items stocked in your pantry. Fear of eating canned food beyond a date stamped onto a can accounts for about 20% of safe food waste in the United States annually. So I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, statistic there. So of all the the safe food that is thrown away, 20% is because people looked at their canned food and saw a date that was passed uh, the date that you know that it was, and so th- they decided to throw it away. Okay, so home canned food. The federal government only considers home canned food shelf stable for up to twelve months, and commercially canned food safe to eat for between two to five years, depending on the type of food inside the can. Anyone who has been growing and canning food for a long time, or grew up eating home canned food from grandma's garden already knows most food canned from a backyard garden or farm is typically stored and eaten for for far longer than 12 months. If properly canned and stored, many farmers, homesteaders, and preppers eat home canned meat and produce for up to 5 or sometimes even 10 years after it was harvested. But the USDA strongly recommends against such a practice. Just as with commercially canned food, It is essential to visually inspect the storage container for signs of cracking, damage, rust, or leaking, as well as the look of the food inside before consuming any preserved food. The answer to how long home canned food will remain safe to eat will vary widely based upon who you ask. A can of corn discovered in 1974 and had been sitting on a basement shelf in California for 40 years was examined by scientists from the National Food Processors Association. The researchers found that the canned corn both smelled and looked like it had only recently been canned. 
Upon further review, the scientists also learned a few of the nutrients in the corn, vitamin C in particular, had lower levels than freshly canned or in-date corn. When cans of peppers were unearthed from a steamboat that sank in Nebraska more than a century, extremely similar results to those found after reviewing the can of corn. Will every home canned food item yield these same results? Maybe, maybe not. The USDA would not want you to eat anything canned in your own kitchen that is even a quarter as old. But learning how to can food properly could make life or death difference during a long-term disaster and the extensive reconstruction phase which would follow. And guys, I've heard those uh, those stories as well about the cans uh, that were tested after years and years. And uh, basically, they were fine, fine to eat. The nutritional value might have been a little degraded, but you know, not anything to where you couldn't eat it. So that's, that's something very important to remember there. There are no true standards when it comes to the labeling of expiration dates of canned food, with the exception of baby formula. The expiration dates placed on cans is primarily intended for use by grocery stores so they know when to pull food from shelves because it is no longer guaranteed safe to consume beyond that date. Some manufacturers use the term expiration or quote-unquote expiration. Others use phrases like quote-unquote used by or best by when stamping a date onto the bottom of a can. Once that relatively arbitrary date passes, that does not necessarily mean the can must be thrown out and money lost. That date merely means that food is guaranteed to be safe to consume until the date stamp on the can passes. And again, guys, that is a date that is determined by the, the food processing plant or the manufacturers of that can or you know whatever. How the canned food, whether it is preserved at home or in a factory, is stored will most likely have a vast impact on its shelf life. Canned food that is stored in a cool and dry place will almost always last a lot longer than canned food stored in a warm place that is exposed to even indirect artificial light or sunlight. This is why tens of thousands of Americans used to routinely undertake the back-breaking work of digging a root cellar, the cool and dark storage area where the corn, tomatoes, and peppers noted above were found almost certainly played a significant role in the incredible preservation longevity. Exposure to light also can diminish the overall nutrient quality of canned food. While storing canned food in a basement should help it remain safe to eat long past that noted sell-by date on the can, the placement location even in the underground storage area is still substantially important. If the home or commercially canned food is stored near a furnace or beneath pipes where hot water runs, it will probably not last as long as the same food stored elsewhere in the basement away from the house utility features. There are some drawbacks to both using root cellars and basements for storing canned food. If the canned food was not properly sealed, moisture from the typically damp location will infiltrate the food, forcing it to become either invisibly unsafe or quite visibly rancid. Dampness causes the metal in home canned foods or commercially preserved cans to corrode and ultimately leak. If the lid or any portion of the can is damaged or there is flaking in the lid, that might indicate acid has worn through the metal and permitted potentially harmful microorganisms to get inside. If the lid of home canned food or any part of commercially canned food shows signs of rust, 
The contents inside are likely contaminated and no longer safe to eat. Before consuming any canned food past the USDA recommended guidelines, always inspect the food for signs of discoloration or unnatural changes in the texture of the food. This is actually a great habit to get into even when opening a can of food that is only a few weeks to a few months old. Also, review the color and texture of any broth, brine, or syrup the food is packed in to better detect signs of spoilage. If the liquid boasts a musty smell or appears either opaque or muddy in color, that is a sure sign the canned food might no longer be safe to eat. If liquid squirts out of the can upon opening, air and moisture have infiltrated the inside, making the food quite unlikely to still be safe to consume. Should you still be unsafe about the quality of the food inside a can after following the tips above, do a little taste test. Dip a clean finger just slightly into the can and sample its contents. Hopefully, you would be able to determine if the food tastes right from past experience eating the same item. This test should only be used as a last resort during a disaster scenario when no other food was available and you were desperate to eat. Canned food with a low acidic content can remain safe to eat approximately 2 to even 5 years longer than food with a high acidic content. Foods that are high in acid contain vinegar. The same vinegar that helps to preserve the beneficial nutrients in the food causes them to decompose at a far greater rate. Food with a high acid content should boast the most crisp or fresh taste as well as the most nutrients for the first 12 months after being preserved, but they will not be shelf stable. Therefore, home or commercially canned meat and fish could potentially possess a longer shelf life than many varieties of preserved vegetables or fruit. Canned pumpkin, peas, carrots, potatoes, and soups, as long as they do not contain tomatoes, should have a substantially longer shelf life well past the best buy date stamped on the can or permanent marker date inked to the top of a mason jar lid. High acidic foods that will likely only be shelf stable or up to 18 months include all varieties of citrus, tomatoes, and pickles due to the amount of vinegar in the brine used to make them. So the top five commercially canned food items with the longest shelf life. All right, so here we go. You want to know this. Uh, Hormel Spam. This cheap processed meat product might not be a gourmet delight, but it is filled with protein, sodium, and good fats that should help your body stay strong during a long-term disaster. You could mix the canned Spam into soup or stew recipes to create more filling and energy-building meals. How long will Spam keep? Some claim to have opened and safely eaten a can of Spam 10 full years after the expiration date stamped on the top of the can. Beef Stew This is a low acid offering from the supermarket soup aisle because it does not contain tomatoes. It should safely keep when stored properly for about 5 years. Chunked Chicken Breast the small cans of chunked or shredded poultry you would buy to make chicken salad also boast a low acidic count and are full of protein and sodium. This low acid canned food is typically expected to remain shelf stable for almost 5 years when stored in a cool, dry, and dark place. Canned chili with beans. This protein-rich commercially canned food also possesses at least an average fiber count and when stored properly can remain safe to eat for at least 5 years. Green beans. 
Getting in your greens could prove to be both especially difficult and important during a doomsday disaster. Stocking up on green beans when they are on sale or adding a few more rows to your garden will increase your level of shelf-stable greens. When stored properly, green beans should remain safe to eat for at least five years, but possibly seven. Now, to avoid the loss of food and the money it costs to either grow or buy it, use a simple food rotation process for all types of canned foods. The first can put onto the shelf should be the first one pulled out and used. Food storage rack systems made for commercially canned foods are designed so you roll a can onto an upper ramp, forcing each can to be pushed towards the opening when the can is selected and used. First can in, first can out. Alright guys, so very important information there, especially for preppers and those of you that are stockpiling food. Now again, at the very end talked about uh, you know first in, first out. You should always do that. But sometimes just life happens and your pantry might just get crazy. But just know that if you are storing canned goods properly and, you know, you, you your house is not, you know, off the grid or anything like that and you keep your home at a, at a regular temperature, then, you know, those canned goods are going to be a lot. They're going to last a lot longer than uh, a lot of people think. And so that's just something to remember, something to think about. Um, you know, if if you get into a situation where you're having to throw away a lot of canned goods, and then it's also good information for that time if whatever reason, right, the, the trucks stop rolling, the grocery stores uh, go bare, the grocery store shelves go bare, and you're at home and you're trying to figure out if you want to feed your family this canned food that you have, And, uh, you know, you can do it with a little bit more confidence because you know this information here. So just, again, uh, that statistic of 20% uh, or of all the safe food that is thrown out, 20% of it is just canned food that people look at the expiration date and say, okay, no, that's just not good anymore. But the the contents could be totally fine. So uh, just wanted to read that one for you today. And uh, again, that's over at mdcreekmore.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes like always. All right, so my last article is a very short one, and it is one that I wrote a while back. And uh, so I, I just you know was looking through some old posts, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to read this one. Uh, it's entitled, Four Ways to Move Towards a Preparedness Lifestyle. And it was posted over on Ed That Matters. So uh, like I said, again, I wrote this one uh, years back. Let me see if I can figure out or at least get an idea um, from the comment sections how long ago this was. So uh, <laughs> January 2014. So it's a, it's an older one, but the information here is still very relative. So hopefully this will uh, uh, inspire you just a little bit here. Like I said, it's a short one. So four ways to move towards a preparedness lifestyle. Are you stuck in an emergency preparedness mode or are you living a life of preparedness? They are similar but not the same. I went to lunch with a friend last week and he mentioned the phrase preparedness lifestyle versus emergency preparedness. This view is something that I believe, but I didn't come to it right away on my journey. I suspect many others don't start out with that view either. In a recent prepper website poll, Why Did You Start Prepping?, 55% of voters chose the reason they started prepping had something to do with a crisis situation. 
Many are worried about the economy. Some had a personal disaster or crisis situation, and others said they were worried about peak oil, peak food, peak ammo, peak something. When you start something in crisis mode, you tend to stay there for a while. So how do you move from prepping for an emergency to the preparedness lifestyle? You get a new mindset, that's how. So move away from fear to what you can influence. You might be concerned with an economic collapse, EMP or nuclear war, but what can you really do about it? Those that live a preparedness lifestyle are aware of the dangers out there, but they realize that there is only so much they can do. Instead of focusing on what you can't do or what you can't change, focus on what you can. You can put away food. You can work to get out of debt. You can plant a garden. You can store water, etc. Another way of putting it is to be a person of action. Get busy. Yeah, the world might fall apart someday, but do you want to be the person who said, I told you so and then die? Or do you want to be able to help your fellow man with supplies or even knowledge of how to survive? Then move from being a consumer to being a producer. We buy so much stuff. We work to consume. In return, what are we really producing? A preparedness lifestyle seeks to minimize consumption for consumption's sake. Preppers should look at what they have and ask themselves, can I create something beneficial? Can I make something instead of buying it? Can I save that item and repurpose it for another use? Even if you are not the creative type, you should be asking yourself these questions. To be clear, I'm not talking about hoarding junk. I hate clutter. But there was a time when it was so convenient to just throw something away and go buy another shiny thing. We should get to the point, again, when we are able to look at something and see how it can benefit in other ways. Alright, so the third point is move from the thought of how everyone else does it to what is really needed. One thing that I have noticed in reading countless articles on preparedness websites is that when the SHTF, preppers want to continue their lifestyle just like it was before the SHTF. For example, you might want to move from grid power to alternative energy, but you can't continue on with your 5 TVs, microwave, refrigerator, and AC blasting. Alternative energy isn't there yet. A preparedness lifestyle might mean a simple lifestyle. Are you prepared to do that? You might be more than it might be more than you realize. Again, I think we have a lot of junk in our lives. We can do without TV, cable, microwaves, etc. It's a change, a big change. But we might find that it is a good change. So the fourth point is move from being reactionary to purposeful. Don't react from the fact that you might one day experience an SHTF scenario. When we act in a reactionary way, we tend to make bad decisions. However, making purposeful decisions from a good plan is very beneficial. I can tell you how many times I've saved myself from purchasing something I didn't need by simply asking myself, is this in my plan? If you can get into the habit of asking yourself that question, you might save yourself from acquiring a bunch of stuff you don't really need. All right, guys, so just a couple of things there to you know get you into the weekend and get you thinking. Again, those points were move away from fear to what you can influence. Move from being a consumer to being a producer. Move from the thought of how everyone else does it to what is really needed. And move from being reactionary to being purposeful. 
So guys, again, that's four ways to move towards a preparedness lifestyle. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes if you want to go take a, a closer look at this one. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 367 and another week of podcast episodes in the books. Hey, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. If you are new to the podcast and you have not subscribed, well, we make that very easy for you. If you go over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com, we have a lot of ways for you to subscribe and to become part of the Prepper Website Podcast community. Uh, You can come on over to the Facebook group and join us there. Um, And definitely, I'd love to connect with you on uh, on social media, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Hey, if you are looking for more preparedness information this weekend, we post a podcast five days a week, but we post seven days a week over at Prepper Website. And we post the best of the best um, content that is out there in the in the prepper community, and so there's no way that I can read all the great articles that we post over there. So you're definitely missing out. So if you get a chance this weekend, uh, I know a lot of people, you know, they listen to the podcast and it's like, hey, um, I only have time to listen. But if you get a chance, break away and go over to prepperwebsite.com. I have a link in the in the show notes as well. And, you know, go check out all the great other articles that are out there. I mean, you know, I really don't want anyone to miss any great content. There's so much information there. And then we have pages dedicated to like alternative news, DIY, uh, frugal living, you know, all, all different kinds of things uh, for you over there, uh, as well as the tag cloud. If you were looking for uh, research on a specific prepper topic, you can do the little drop-down menu on the, the top right-hand corner and go to research any topic or research prepper topics. And uh, it'll open up the tag cloud and you can click on that topic and you know that all the articles that are there, all the, all the links that are there, were at one point on the front page of Prepper website. So you know they're pre- preparedness related. So they're not like going to Google and you just type in a, a search term and it gives you whatever. Um, those are articles that have been on Prepper website and they're very much preparedness related. So, uh, you know, just want to remind you of that one as well. Well, guys, again, I want to say thank you. I hope you have a great weekend. Hope you rest up and we will see you again next week. And with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.